0: Robertson was about 16 years old when he started feeling different. According to Kyle, he consistently felt isolated, alone, and extremely lethargic. Even getting out of bed was an immense struggle, and he wasn't sure why. His parents were extremely supportive throughout his life, but talking to them was still a challenge. Kyle once stated that he was far more nervous telling his parents about his depression as opposed to his sexuality. He knew that they would accept the latter, but the former was terrifying for him to talk about. The stigma around mental health while improving remains extremely present in the lives of those with depression, anxiety, and other mental health related problems. The American Psychiatric Association says that about half of workers are concerned about discussing mental health issues, while a third worry about some sort of consequence if they do speak up. At only 16 years old, Kyle was facing this exact same fear, despite being in a position where he had parents whose job it was to understand. Kyle's father was a psychiatrist and his mom, a psychotherapist. You might think that Kyle was in the best situation to get help. He could just muster up the courage to tell mom and dad about his loneliness, that they'd be able to diagnose him or you know get him a referral pretty easily, and that he'd get the type of help he needs in no time, right? No. Even with such close ties to psychiatry, Kyle claims that he had to deal with the absolute chore that getting treatment can be. Here's just how painful this process is for so many Americans. A 2015 study showed that the average wait time to see a psychiatrist is about 25 days, though some patients might have to wait as long as three months. Seeing a psychiatrist can cost you $100 to $300 per session if you're paying out of pocket. Medications too can be hundreds if not thousands of dollars for things like antidepressants or ADHD medication. So yeah, the mental health system is broken and we kind of all know it. It's not like there's anything we can really do to change it. So for many of us, we just have to deal, accept it, try to make the most of it, whatever we can. But Kyle, like so many others, became absolutely sick and tired of the mental health industry in the US and he aimed to change it. He met with Dr. Ho An, a medical director of Hims, a telehealth company that aimed to promote self-care and personal wellness for men. As Dr. Ho An had experience in telehealth and Kyle closely understood the frustrations associated with seeking mental health treatments, they seemed like a perfect match to actually take on this industry together. And in 2019, they launched Cerebral to give people the help they needed online in a timely manner, for cheap. So they began helping people, diagnosing them, and writing prescriptions, after prescription, after prescription, after prescription. American Psychological Association says they're now seeing a big spike in demand for mental health services, as we've seen during the pandemic and in recent years. That, that reverberates for, Tens of millions of Americans right. who look up to you, right? And it's, it's just so powerful because, ultimately, that's what Cerebral's all about—is cutting down the right. barriers to, to accessing mental health care, whether that's. Stigma. Hello, and welcome to the Corporate Casket. I'm the Illuminati, and today we're discussing Cerebral. sense of doom all the time. I was really in a bad place, and I found Cerebral. Cerebral is an app that combines medication management and behavioral care all in one nice package. Cerebral matches you to a counselor. You now, talk their business model care. is pretty straightforward. You complete an intake form, schedule an initial video consultation, have meetings with a prescriber every month, get your prescription mailed to you or filled at a pharmacy nearby, and message when you have concerns. It's easy, convenient, and relatively inexpensive as you can get a prescription and counseling plan for only $85 a month. If you want the counseling each week instead of each month, it'll cost $259, but either way, Cerebral seem to offer everything that traditional counseling and prescribers do, but from the comfort of your own home. They also have therapy with no medication as an option too. And as you can tell from the prices and what we mentioned earlier, this seems to be way more affordable too. Now, they just happened to be, it seems, at the right place at the right time because once the pandemic hit, this service and plenty others like it exploded. As mental health went down, more and more demand for companies like Cerebral went up. Their chief growth officer of MD Live said that their services increased fivefold from 2019 to 2020. Cerebral itself was launched just a few months before lockdown began, and within two years, they raised almost half a billion dollars in funding, even hitting unicorn status, which means that it's a privately held startup with a valuation of over $1 billion. And this is all just to make it clear that their impact can't be understated. Cerebral was, in essence, right on time to help a world that desperately needed them. Kyle said that this success was just the beginning and claimed that their rapid growth was a testament to the education that the Cerebral team has to our mission to transform access to high quality mental health care. Most importantly, they were actually achieving this mission and truly helping people that needed them. So it was a win-win all around. As the company gained traction, more and more people recommended it and began posting their reviews. One article on Forbes Health written by Victoria Clayton and fact-checked by Alina Hall detailed how easy the site was to use and how a first appointment might go. Clayton explained that she had a diverse selection to choose from in terms of gender, race, and level of expertise when looking for a therapist. And this is one massive benefit of cerebral. Finding someone that understands you and makes you comfortable is important, but perhaps all too often overlooked when we're desperate to have anyone listen and get treatment. And that's compounded when you think about in the sense of looking for a traditional therapist, you're often kind of just stuck with the people locally because therapy in a sense is always come sit down into the office and tell them how you feel while you sit on the comfy couch with the comfy pillows. So if you happen to live in an area that maybe politically or socially doesn't really align with what you believe in, it can be really difficult to find a therapist because typically the people in that area tend to mostly agree like with that overall thing, otherwise they all wouldn't conclusively believe that. And I'm talking specifically, I guess an easier example instead of being kind of vague about this, is saying if you are maybe more liberal-minded living in a conservative area, or maybe you're more conservative living in a more liberal area, you're most likely gonna find what the majority of folks believe in. So it might be hard for you to actually find someone that is gonna believe in the same values as you or that you think will listen to you fairly. And Cerebral pretty much just eliminated that and just knocked that out of the park, which was great. Clayton continues on saying that despite a couple of very minor glitches, she felt that a therapist that she chose was well-trained and empathetic. And while it's not as if all of her problems were solved overnight with one session, Clayton states that she made small positive changes to her life as a result of the therapy. She invested in a new mattress and standing desk to help with a shoulder injury, began prioritizing exercise for herself and her sleep quality improved. Again, there were a few bumps in the road, like not being able to have an appointment when she was visiting another state, but generally speaking, Clayton said Cerebral was a positive force in her life. She also took an assessment to measure insomnia and anxiety before and after her six week trial with them and found that she'd improved in both aspects. Cerebral was completing its mission, And sure, there were a few negative reviews from time to time and even a few caveats. Therapy for ADHD, PTSD, substance abuse, and bipolar disorder vary from state to state and refunds were limited if you couldn't match with a clinician by a certain time period. If Cerebral is available in a certain state, then they'll definitely have a prescribing provider, but they may or may not have a therapy plan set up to go in tandem with that medication. So requirements vary, but if they're available, why not give them a try? And all of these kind of minor issues or negative reviews might kind of disappear from your mind when you open their website and see an Olympic legend right there on the front page. So I'm super happy to take Cerebral on the road with me. Um, Hasn't been an easy journey, but it's definitely been worth it. And I'm so happy to be a voice for the voiceless and to kind of put um, not so much of a stigma on. And she does remain on the front page as of writing this. Simone Biles, who famously stepped down from Olympic competition to focus more on her mental health, shocking the world and showing everyone that success isn't the only thing that matters. Mental health has to be front and center. She too told news sources that she wanted to help people personalize their mental health experiences like she had done and make therapy more accessible. As it turns out though, their easy to get started mission is also one of the reasons that authorities have started to scrutinize Cerebral. Not only is it easy to sign up, but it's easy to get prescribed medication too perhaps a bit too easy. The investigation into this unicorn company didn't happen all at once. Instead, from what I've found, it seems like Cerebral basically like bit the hand that fed them, betraying their employees, and then those employees bit back. On August 9th, 2021, Cerebral hosted a mandatory virtual staff meeting for hundreds of their employees, therapists, counselors, and prescribers alike. All at once, they were told that starting August 31st, 2021, they would no longer be salaried with medical, dental, and vision benefits. Instead, they would get paid hourly or per patient session. And talk about one hell of a slap in the face from a company that claims to care about mental health and well-being. To say that people were infuriated with them would be just a wild, wild understatement. Some called this a bait and switch just to get them to join. One employee told Forbes, "'In order to get paid, you had to see these clients. Anytime you're not in the mental space to see clients, it is part of the code of ethics for you to take some time to work on yourself. We couldn't even do that because it was effective immediately." The mental health of these employees took a toll very clearly and from a company that claimed to care so deeply about exactly that, it's hypocritical, it's disgusting, and it's just kind of, to be frank, it's really fucking shitty. Remember, again, they were worth over a billion dollars and they're still privately owned and they laid off like so many people, in my opinion. I don't think for a second that these budget cuts were a necessity, but whoever was running the show, and Kyle, I'm looking at you, perhaps got a bit greedy and forgot about the true mission statement here, which was supposed to be helping people. While Kyle said it was not an easy decision to make, many employees found it to be a pretty easy decision to leave, especially after his insulting email, which read, quote, "'Ultimately, this was done so that our best and most productive therapists have the opportunity to earn more. And yes, that also means those less productive employees would earn less. Yes, I'm sure those productive employees of yours appreciated losing their healthcare and other benefits, Kyle, but okay. I just find that absolutely wild to me that you would ever put out this kind of thing, kind of gamifying or salesifying mental health, because let me just take a moment here to just kind of have my tangent, because this is like such a striking email that I want to, really kind of drill it in how important this is and, and how this speaks so much more than just what we've read. So I've talked about it before. I used to work in car sales nearly like a decade ago at this point. Like I, we're not going to talk about how, how long ago that was, but the point is I used to work in car sales and I did new car sales and I did used car sales too. And to be frank, at the time I was there and maybe it was just the dealerships I worked at, it was super male dominated. I was the only woman that worked in sales and that was cool. It was not a big deal to me, but like A lot of the guys and the lingo and, you know, just everything around the office was very much for the dudes. And I was just kind of there. And sometimes it was kind of like, oh, you're just there to look pretty on the floor. And I'm like, ah, cool. But what I find so striking about this email is that we would get emails like this where, you know, you'd have like sweeps week and you'd have the end of the month pushes and things like that, right? And if you were a top performing employee, you know, you got all the head pats in the world, you got everything you wanted, you'd make your sales, the managers were nicer to you, et cetera, et cetera. And that's great. But when I saw, you know, other salespeople that weren't doing really well, for example, they were treated like absolute dog shit. And I tell you when I say that didn't motivate me to work any harder. And maybe that's because I just wasn't good in car sales, but I had a heart about it and I felt really bad for them because here I am this, you know, young, early 20 something that's doing car sales to like pay for car College, while I have like this guy next to me that's in his 40s that isn't doing well but has to feed a whole family. And I'm like, why do they treat him like shit? Is it just because he's having a bad month? Like, that doesn't make sense to me. Like, you're just not productive and you're obviously going to earn less. And, you know, we're potentially just going to fire your ass too. And I don't know if that was maybe too unrelated and maybe this was too much of a tangent and too personal, but. That email screams like sales pitchy shenanigans to me. And I find it sickening that they would do this in a mental health company that aimed to be so different and so good that they would send something like this, let alone this being sent from the owner. So anyway, I'm gonna shush. Now, months later after this email and this whole shenanigan stuff in March of this year in 2022, about 27 former cerebral employees stepped forward taking aim at the unicorn company. They accused Cerebral of fueling the addiction crisis and taking advantage of prescribing regulations that were relaxed during the pandemic. And the article, to put it lightly, is damning. Former employees said that some patients, such as Janisa Barnes, may have been worse off for starting Cerebral. Barnes in particular had seen a nurse practitioner four times, was prescribed five different medications, three antidepressants, an anticonvulsant, and an antipsychotic, and saw a therapist 11 times for an hour each in her time with Cerebral. All of this was in the span of just three months, by the way. Her nurse practitioner, Rashid, told Barnes that Cerebral could no longer help her once she began to experience auditory hallucinations, trying to recommend her to a different provider. But Barnes became furious. She said, you guys are the ones who put me in this condition, and now you're going to send me off? Like, oh, we broke it, can't do anything now. Barnes checked herself into a hospital shortly afterwards, and according to the Bloomberg article, hasn't been able to work since. Former nurses explained that they feared Cerebral wasn't meeting a demand, but creating it. Their appointments are short, follow-ups are infrequent, they advertise aggressively and push prescriptions too damn hard. When it comes to substances like Xanax or Adderall, which can be extremely addictive when used improperly, you'd think that a company like Cerebral would know to be exceedingly careful. However, COVID-19 allowed for these prescriptions to be given online and where they were once required in person, so it made it possible for Cerebral to thrive. There are obvious benefits to telehealth naturally. For those with social anxiety, lack of transportation, or who aren't located near a prescriber or therapist office, telehealth is a fantastic option. But clearly, if done incorrectly, it can be exceedingly dangerous. And not the whole over-prescribing or misdiagnosing thing can't happen in person too, because it absolutely can. Cerebral basically became the go-to place for drugs like Adderall. And I don't know if any of you remember it, but I remember scrolling through TikTok, like on my For You page, and it felt like every other ad that I would see was a Cerebral ad. And I just became like sick of it. I was like, can we not? Is this all we can advertise on TikTok is Cerebral? And it didn't click until maybe a couple times seeing it that I was like, is this? right to advertise because they're not saying, oh, we can help with your mental health. I literally remember those TikTok ads saying like, oh, you know, come to us if you have ADHD problems and we'll get you medication. And I was like, what, I don't, I don't feel that's right. I don't feel that's right, but I can't put my finger on it. So when all of this started coming out, I was like, mm-hmm, it's all clicking now, it's all coming together. Here's why Cerebral's ads always go viral. Cerebral is the telehealth service for ADHD. Let's talk about that intro. It's great. It mentions the company name, it hints at a better life after using their service, and overall, it fits the native style hooks. Chief Medical Officer David Moe said that about 95% of people who see a cerebral nurse should get a prescription, not 100%, or else they'd risk becoming a pill mill, which is quite a phrase. Campbell, a cerebral spokesperson, told Bloomberg that the 95% figure refers only to the subset of patients who have received a clinical mental health diagnosis that warrants a prescription as first-line treatment. But the former employees disagree with Campbell entirely and say no such distinction was made. Clearly, if Moe knew that the company was at risk of being a pill mill, the appropriate response would have been to question why, to change their evaluation process or to act in some kind of shape or form. Instead, it sounds like Cerebral was just trying to cover its ass, saying don't give 100% of patients pills, though, of course, that's just my opinion. Now, while publicly we were seeing people talking about being refused refunds and the sponsored posts with the hashtag Cerebral Partner was garnering attention early 2022, far more was happening behind the scenes and in the shadows. Cerebral promised they were going to expand and start tackling substance abuse issues, which for the former employees was crossing a line. One told Bloomberg, "'You can literally die from alcohol withdrawal. That's when I was like, I do not wanna do this at all. And as it turned out, Cerebral had crossed many lines with many people, even the company's former vice president. The first sign of legal trouble came in April of 2022 when Matthew Trube accused the company of quote, egregiously putting profits and growth before patient safety, including overprescribing medications for attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, ADHD. Troub wasn't just concerned about the company's overprescribing, but the fact that he found about 2,000 duplicate shipping addresses in their database, suggesting that customers had multiple accounts to get additional medication, meaning that they could be taking too many doses, selling the extra, who knows? Yet Kyle, this founder, who cares oh so much about mental health, supposedly said that this was his lowest priority and took zero action. And seriously, would it have been that hard to prevent duplicate addresses from entering the system? It's really not that hard but it gets worse because of course it does. The lawsuit also alleged that Cerebral failed to address suicidal ideation or potential overdosing in a timely manner, sometimes not even responding to a patient's concerns. But again, leadership ignored him and instead put him on paid leave, cut his stock options, and then eventually fired him. I can't say that I'm really surprised considering what we've seen about how Cerebral likes to treat their employees, but it's still a disgusting abuse of power in my opinion. And to some extent, yeah, we expect this from pharmaceutical companies, but I think what makes it so upsetting from Cerebral is that they were supposed to be different. They were supposed to be the good guys for us. They were supposed to be an alternative for people that wanted but didn't have access to mental health treatments. And instead, they sound like nothing more than a way to line a CEO's pockets. There is a lot more that could be said of the lawsuit as some of the accusations are extremely concerning, especially coming from a former Cerebral executive. However, this isn't the most recent hot water Cerebral has even found themselves in. Back in May, their nurses could no longer write new ADHD prescriptions. The old ones were still valid even then, but things were made more difficult. CVS stopped filling Cerebral and Dunn Health prescriptions, Dunn Health being another telehealth company. Between the whistleblowers and the VP's lawsuit, their reputation was tanking. The board even noted to replace Kyle Robertson. Advertising language was altered and Cerebral was left short of scrambling to be seen as legitimate. And I'm sure as many of you know, an FTC probe was launched against them in June, and the purpose of which was to discover if they engaged in deceptive or unfair practices relating to advertising or marketing mental health services. The company was also subpoenaed as part of an investigation into whether or not it violated the Controlled Substances Act. Within just a few months, Cerebral went from being this unicorn of a business that was largely seen as helping others with a few roadblocks in the way to a far more predatory and malicious company that overprescribed and overmedicated their clients. While the result of the actions isn't known, it's still too soon to predict what will happen. Things have continued to spiral downhill for the company. Right after the probe was launched, more former employees spoke out to CBS News, saying that Cerebral was putting clients' health at risk with their practices. Some went so far to compare it to a fast food restaurant, and that's about getting as many people and as quickly as you can. It's quantity over quality, a phrase you never want to hear when discussing mental health services. One phone coordinator even admitted that they were underqualified for their position speaking with suicidal clients and feared putting patients' lives at stake. I'm not trained, I don't wanna say the wrong thing, and I don't want that on my conscience, let alone anybody to die because of something I said wrong. Again, what both infuriates and baffles me so much about this particular company is the fact that they do have the resources to properly train and license their employees. They didn't have a lack of funding, that's abundantly clear. And they reached a multi-billion dollar valuation in just a couple years of business. They are, as far as I can tell, swimming in wealth and profits. So if Kyle really cared about giving people the help that they're struggling to find elsewhere, why not focus on making Cerebral the best it could possibly be? One of these patients also spoke to CBS, a woman named Rachel Costar, who says that she developed severe anxiety after giving birth to her second child. She signed up, met with a prescriber, and got a prescription from Cerebral all in one day. But shortly afterwards, she found out that her prescriber wasn't around whenever she needed help trying to figure out how to safely switch to her new medication. They didn't respond for six days. And when she started the medication, she broke out in a rash, a side effect that the drug maker says warrants patients to contact their doctors immediately if experienced. Naturally, CoStar reached out to Cerebral to tell them what happened, but they couldn't get a hold of the prescriber. She ended up in the emergency room where they told her to stop taking the medication. In addition to potentially violating the Controlled Substances Act, another part of the investigation is looking into whether or not all the mental health professionals Cerebral has are properly licensed. With over 2,000 complaints piling up against them, Cerebral has no choice but to take action, create change, and try their best to hang on to some semblance of credibility. Dr. David Moe, the new CEO of Cerebral, claims that the company saves lives and he's going to double down on its original mission. And just to remind you, this is the same guy who says they should prescribe 95% of patients' medication, so I don't really have a lot of hope about that. For many, any change feels like it's just too little, too late. Now, before we continue on to discuss the fallout of what's going to happen to Cerebral, what's happening, and what's probably gonna happen in the future, let's take a quick moment to thank today's sponsors. Shopping for new clothes can be time consuming and stressful. So why not let Stitch Fix do all the work so that you can spend more time doing things you love? Whatever your style is, now more than ever is the time to rock it. But maybe you could just use a little nudge to help find some new looks. And again, that's where Stitch Fix can help you out. It's super easy and fun to get started. You just take a couple minutes to set up your Stitch Fix style profile. Answer a couple questions about what you like to wear, what you don't, and how open you are to try new styles. And the quiz is super easy. And then after you take the quiz, you can take like further other quizzes to like really tailor in what you like. You can even do it by like certain clothing options and stuff like that. It's really great. Stitch Fix's style experts get to work after your quiz. They find items exclusively for your style. Every piece is handpicked for you. It's unique to your size, style, and budget. And then they send you your pieces to try on at home. You keep what you love and send back what you don't. Shipping returns and exchanges are always easy and free. And there's no subscription required. You can try it once or set up automatic deliveries. And again, no hidden fees ever. So if you're ready to upgrade your style wardrobe, make sure you sign up today at stitchfix.com casket and get $20 off your first purchase. Again, that's stitchfix.com casket to get $20 off your first purchase. It's a limited time offer and purchase within two days of sign up. Saying goodbye to high interest credit card debt is one of the first steps towards financial independence. But the interest month after month after month can feel like you're in a never ending hamster wheel. And that's where Upstart comes in. Because the reality is, is we've all been there. It seems like you're doing good and then out of nowhere you get hit by an unexpected expense or bill. Maybe it's a car repair, who knows? Like something always happens when things are going just a little too right. And when it feels like the weight of the world is coming down, it's normal to not know where to turn. And Upstart is here to help. That's because Upstart powered loans can help you pay down high interest debt, all online with simple and easy to understand payment terms. Upstart has helped over 1.8 million customers on their path to financial freedom. And Upstart knows that you're more than just your credit score. So rather than looking at your credit score alone, Upstart's model considers other factors like your income, employment, and other information provided in your loan application to help find a smarter rate for your loan. You can check your rate in minutes for loans between 1000 and $50,000 without impacting your credit score. So don't wait and check your rate today at upstart.com slash casket. That's upstart.com slash casket to check your rate today. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Again, go to upstart.com slash casket. My name is Dr. David Mo. I'm a psychiatrist and the CEO of Cerebral one of the largest telehealth companies that provides mental health services. I pursued a career in psychiatry after witnessing many of my friends and family members suffer from mental illness and not get the care they need and deserve. I recently lost a friend to suicide. This mission is very personal to me. Our mental health system is broken. Recently, cerebral has been the subject of negative news. These stories provide a distorted view of the outstanding care that we provide. Since the pandemic started, we have treated over 1.8 million clinical visits. Come October, 2022, not only will Cerebral be unable to prescribe controlled substances like Adderall and Xanax to new patients, but they won't be able to prescribe them to existing patients either. Cerebral knows that this has the potential to be dangerous for a variety of reasons, like suddenly discontinuing your medication, for example. If you unsubscribe from Cerebral, they might send you this message from a coordinator that says, quote, please note that if you are on a plan that includes medication management, you may experience unwanted and possibly dangerous side effects if you discontinue your medications abruptly. At your earliest convenience, we recommend that you speak with a healthcare professional who is qualified to safely monitor and adjust your medications. And yes, hopefully you'd be able to get a new prescriber between now and October, but it's not necessarily that simple either. Everyone concerned about losing their prescriptions not only has to go and try and find a new provider, but if they don't want their medication to run out, they may need to stay with Cerebral until they can get a new prescription. Essentially, they could be paying double, the monthly amount to keep their subscription with Cerebral and the intake and follow-up meetings with a new psychiatrist. Plus, just getting that new prescription may not be easy. They still have to contend with all those frustrating points we mentioned earlier finding someone they mesh with, the affordability of the new provider, the time it may take to even get a new prescription or diagnosis, like you name it, everything is literally back on the table again. And the other factor to consider here is that this may not be doable for everyone. I'm sure that there are some people who signed up for Cerebral because of the convenience. And with that gone, will they be able to get the help they need still? I hope they can, but ultimately Cerebral's recklessness might make things harder, not just for their own clients, but for other telehealth clients too. Regulators have begun ramping up the scrutiny of other telehealth startups like Talkspace and Calm. On one hand, it's great that the DOJ wants to be more careful about this, but on the other hand, it's a damn shame that we couldn't have just put standards and precautions in place sooner. Telehealth does have the potential to help people, and I really think it's something that is forward-thinking and needs to be there to be accessible to so many people. And although patients obviously enjoy it, psychiatrists themselves are generally concerned about its long-term sustainability. There's the relationship shift that takes place when you see someone online versus in person for one, and the question of a clinically appropriate setting being available at home. It's just disappointing that Cerebral has, in my opinion, done the opposite of everything it's set out to do. Reducing the stigma around mental health, that shit's still fucked. Making mental health easier, absolutely not. Changing the healthcare world for the better, don't think they've done any of that either someone may be able to argue that they've seen an added stigma to mental telehealth too. Potentially creating the idea that people who seek out help online are just trying to get drugs or taking shortcuts and maybe don't even need the help. Cerebral had the potential to help so many people. And I say had, because I'm saying this past tense. But personally, I'm worried about what the probe might reveal, but for right now, we're just going to have to wait and see until there's available information for an update. But with all that being said, that is unfortunately where we have to end today's episode of The Corporate Casket. I hope you learned something new, and if you did, make sure that you're liking, following, and subscribing to stay up to date on all the latest content. And if you're listening or watching this on YouTube, make sure when you subscribe, you hit that bell notification so that you can be notified every time there's a new upload. If you wanna catch up with me outside of these episodes, make sure you click my Linktree link in the description below so you can be connected to all of my social media and other platforms that I'm on. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I really appreciate it. Shout out to all the Patreons over at patreon.com Illuminati. You guys are the real MVPs and I'll see you in the next one. Bye. ...like ADHD and depression. It started just two years ago and grew rapidly during the pandemic. Now the Justice Department is looking at Cerebral's prescribing practices. In an exclusive interview, CEO, Dr. David Moe told our Consumer Investigative Correspondent Anna Warner that Cerebro is cooperating with the DOJ and he's confident that the investigation will find no problems. Patients cannot get hold of their prescribers and therefore can't get their medications or they're not using them correctly. So I will say we'll definitely take a look into this and very we're very serious about continuous improvement here.